Welcome to another episode of The DL. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, the CEO and founder of Diesel Laptops. This is the show where we talk about everything to do with the truck repair industry and the businesses that go along with it. Entrepreneurship, leadership, growing a business, marketing your business, all of those things. And I want to start out today by talking about a little quote that I got. This is someone that I follow on LinkedIn. They posted this. They're a new service manager at a, at a new company. And they put a post up and they said, um, and this is a sign they put up on all of their her employees' uh, computers um, that are their service writers that deal with their customers. And the quote was, the sign said, if a customer comes to us asking for an update, we failed. And it, it's a really strong sediment because that's really what it is in a service business. If customers are asking you what's going on, it means you failed to let them know what's going on and they don't know and they can't plan and they can't go on with their day and do their things. So this episode is really talk, basically taking care of your customers. And we're going to get into some stories here, but to do this, I brought in someone's been on the show before. So Riley, our director of operations, welcome back on, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'm going to tell a quick little story here first. When, when I first started selling these multi-brand diagnostic tools, and, and by this point we've sold... I don't know, 15, 20,000 these things, whatever, yep. whatever the number is. It's a big number. The very first one I sold got returned to me. Yep. Right? Um, and, and, I, and I look at it, and there's probably some reasons that happened. I didn't, I didn't know what I was selling. I wasn't supporting it. I wasn't communicating. There's, there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, so let, let's just talk about a little bit of the history, because you've been here since the beginning. Yep. So let's just walk people through a little bit of the history, because essentially what we have here in our company, and I think it's true when people look at any of their business, is people are buying some very expensive, sophisticated diagnostic tools, and the person buying it is oftentimes different than the person actually using it. And there's a lot of things going on here. So walk us through a little bit of the history of how how we do our support and, and kind of what we've learned at this point. Sure. So I guess we'll start back and let's call it the early days. So 2015, <laughs> 2016, right? So back then we, we pretty much did the reverse of how we onboard customers now. So Typically, if we were going to sell one of those dealer level tools back then, we'd actually have the sales reps go out to the customer and they would spend anywhere from an hour to four hours, sometimes even longer, hooking the tool up to their trucks, teaching them how to use it, having the customers use the tools, and they, they pretty much were onboarded before they even gave us any money. That was awesome and the fact that customers were onboarded, but our reach was horrible. You know, if you looked at the sales team we had back then, whenever they had a full week of demos, they could touch a max of like eight customers and then all their time was gone. So, so I, sorry, go ahead. You know, I was gonna say, I just had the CEO of Kajali in yesterday and he was talking about how they do it in Spain and how they do it in the UK and Europe. And it, it's that way you just described. Yep. He goes, we have these these people and they they go out there and they, I think he said they spend like two hours onboarding them after they buy it on site, yep. showing them how to use it and do these things and, and whatnot. Um, and I agree, that's a great thing for customers. I think customers appreciate it. But from the business side, how do we scale that, right? That, that was the, the rub we had was, man, the US is a big place. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's some cities you could have three or four people in, more or less the entire country of 350 million people. So it, it was a challenge for us. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, you know, looking past that point, we, we did that for about two years. You know, I don't know the exact dates, but. Then we, we made a huge change to how we sell things, right? And it kind of shook the way we could actually scale things. So our, our sales manager at the time said, you know, Tyler, you're going to think I'm crazy, but we are not going to see another customer in person ever again. And then obviously there's exceptions, but his whole idea was, you know, his sales reps at that time could touch maybe 20 customers a day when they had to travel. 
How about we keep them inside? Let's come up with a 30-day money-back guarantee so customers can try it out, send it back if they don't like it. And that way we can touch anywhere from 60 to 80 customers a day. So our, our sales you know, boomed at that point. Well, the problem we were left with is now we have all these sales coming through, but I don't think at that time we had many materials made to actually onboard the customers. Well, not only that, but we didn't grow all our departments at the same time. So sales and production were growing like leaps and bounds. Yep. Tech support was not. I mean, there, there was a point there where literally 9 out of 10 phone calls to tech support went to voicemail. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we didn't call them back either, or it would take days to call them back, which is probably even worse than, than not even calling yeah. them back, right? So, you know, I remember we were saying, hey, and we started to look at it, because now we're, we're basically sending kits to people. We're saying, hey, try it if you don't like it, send it back in 30 days. They're not being onboarded. They're not, getting, they're not getting their phone calls answered when they're calling tech support, so they're returning them. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, okay, this, this isn't good. So we kind of had to migrate to the next phase, which was we need to train people on how to use these things. Yeah, so I think that, that kind of opens up you know, the next door where we, we really took a hard look at what materials do we have online for customers. And I, I remember going out to some repair shops at that time and just hooking up to their trucks. The first step was just make a video of what the tool can do. So I remember going to the local shop with you, and you know I remember that was the first time I actually hooked to a truck, and like it clicked. I was like, oh my god, this is what we're selling, this is what it's used for. So super helpful for me. Um, but I, I know as we you know started getting videos there, and you know we could show, hey, here's how you do a regen, and here's what you have to check for before you even do that. You know, do you have codes you have to clear first? Then we moved into okay, well now we have these random videos of us using it. How about we do like a welcome series to say, hey, here's an unboxing. You know, here's how to set things up, how to navigate. So that was kind of the next iteration. Yeah, and I, I think after that iteration, we were then said, man, what we really need to do is have some hands-on training to teach people how to use TechSucks. We started yep. doing like the live webinars and that type of thing. And I thought it was insane. I was like, man, we do free online training. We have tech support. We do the and the, the online trains live and on demand. Like, why would somebody come to a class and spend the time and money to travel here yeah. to learn a piece of software when they can do it all remotely from from the comfort and I was shocked when we opened the first class and literally it filled up yep. the very first one it, it, it blew my mind but the interesting thing here is that created the door to what diesel training starting to become which is not just software but all these other things we do and software is almost the smallest piece of that whole diesel training environment now yeah. that we have yeah no I think it's been awesome to see just talk to training a little bit it, you know seeing it scale from you know we had our first class we we're nervous about we didn't know if we would fill seats but now and we have locations in, I want to say, six or seven states. You know, we just have our newest one in Chicago that's about to open. So it, just seeing that and seeing customers actually gravitate to that. And I know you said the, the last trade show we were at, almost every person we talked to talked about a need for technician training. Yep. Yeah, it's really becoming a problem out there. And, you know, as a side note, I, I just ran the numbers from the Department of Labor. 2020 was the first year we ever lost the number of diesel technicians actually employed. Oh wow! It actually got back down to the 2015-16 level is, is where it, is where it went. So yeah. we lost like 20,000 diesel techs last year in in our, which is compounding the problem. That's a whole other issue. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think you know we we said, hey, I think we're doing a pretty good job here. We're taking care of our customers. And then we learned this thing called Net Promoter Score, NPS. Yeah. So why don't you talk a little bit about what, because people might not be familiar, they may have heard it. Why don't you explain what it is and how we measure things here at Diesel? Sure, yeah, so before I jump into that, I, I wanna touch on that quote you said. So the way we have our customer support uh, departments set up, it's, it's not like traditional companies where I think when most people think customer support, they just think it's this department that'll handle any issue ever and they'll just get you where you need to be. 
ours is set up in the way where we're really set up to capture the voice of the customer, right? And essentially in my eyes, if a customer makes it to customer support, something failed along the way. Either we didn't set good expectations, you know, we, we didn't talk to the customers as much as we should have. So to start out, you know, 2018, 2019, customer support was typically a reactive role where, okay, right. customers screaming mad, just want to talk to anyone, you know, please talk to them, get them, get them happy. They do an awesome job at that. Around 2020, you know, we, we took a hard look at what we were actually doing and we said, we, we can't be reactive forever, we need to be proactive. So that's when MPS, you know, we, we started doing that and it's net promoter score. Um, and it, it's essentially a customer loyalty, uh, you know, feedback system. So all it is, is a little three question survey that we have. First thing we ask is how would you rate us out of five stars? Sorry, out of 10 stars. Uh, what do you like about diesel laptops and then what can we improve on? So when we first started, um, and sorry, one last thing, uh, it's on a scale from negative 100 to positive 100. So you send the survey out, everyone gives you a zero, you're at a negative 100, you know, then vice versa, all tens, you're 100. First time we sent the survey out, we were a three. So there's some harsh criticism in there. Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, I'll say it's very humbling. Uh, you know, I, I'm typically involved in you know new products launching and look at all the great things we're doing. It's not fun being in that echo chamber of positivity <laughs> and you come out, people are saying, hey, if I see you, I'm going to beat you up in the street, right? I, I hate you, go out of business. Yeah. You know, I, I've had to level myself because I think 99% of our customers are happy with the tools. You know, we have tens of thousands of these things out, not returned, people are happy. There's always that subset that's, you know, not going to enjoy what you do. Yeah. I mean, I think it's diagnostic tools are a lot like cars or anything people use every day. Right? I love my car until it breaks down. Now it's a piece of junk. I'm never yep. buying that brand again. Yep. They're horrible. Forget about the 100,000 miles it got me through. It's it's now a problem, right? And TV's the same way. I, I bought a TV. It was great. And then it stopped working. I'm like, what a piece of junk. Yep. I have only this for 18 <laughs> months. And now it stopped working? Like, yeah. I got ripped off. I'm never buying their brand again. They're yep. horrible. So, and it's like that with diagnostics, too. And it, it's not... It's not that we're horrible, the tool's horrible. There's a lot of variables there, right? Absolutely. It could be the truck. It could be something was done to it. It could be the technician. It could be the hardware, the connecting the software. There's there's a thousand variables that, that yep. get thrown into that whole thing. Um, and I, I think I think that's that first net promoter score for a lot of people here was the first chance people had to say, oh, wow, we, we have unhappy customers because revenue is just doubling and just skyrocketing, right? So and we're, we weren't asking. Yeah. And for me, it was great when I was small because I got to talk to every customer. I was tech support. I, I, I was sales. I, I was doing those things. You were there too. You got to hear all the things that you were great at and all the things you sucked at. Mm -hmm. And I think we lost touch of that for a couple of years because we were just blowing and going and just worrying about sales and marketing and not worrying about current customers. Mm -hmm. that, that's really what happened there. Um, so we, we started at a three, yep. right? Um, and then kind of talk about the evolution of how that's been going. Yeah, sure. So. First survey, you know, January 2020, we had a three. You know, everyone's a little bit sad after that. Uh, but, you know, we, we kept surveying, we kept collecting data. And, you know, we, we really started to have customer support almost, you know, police our policies and procedures. So for any customer that fills out that survey and isn't happy, something failed somewhere. So 20% of customer support's time is talking to the customers, getting them happy, getting resolved, and getting them to be a promoter. The other 80% is actually root causing, okay, what happened? You know, where's the failure? What training do we need to have internally? You know, what process is broken? So that's where we're at now. So went from a three, we ended 2020 with an average of 11 for the year. 
uh, which is still, they say if you're above a negative, you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. But for us, an 11's not good enough. Uh, so go into 2021, you know, we're, we're steady fixing processes, we're getting better training, you know, we're, one big thing we do is if we see a, you know, a sales rep fail or set wrong expectations, we have that sales rep call back, right, and apologize. <laughs> that's, that's the least you can do is, and that's the best way to learn. When you have to go back to that customer and get yelled at, you, you learn pretty quick, hey, I you know, better take my time with this stuff. So we've been on that track, and for 2021, so far we're averaging about a 33, which is an insane growth from 2020. Um, and then actually for November when we surveyed, we're actually at a 66 for the month. So things are continuously getting better. I don't think we'll ever be at 100 just because you can't please everyone, right? So before this podcast was looking through some of the results and it's – it goes back and forth. You know, you'll, you'll get to 10 surveys who say, what do you like about it? Oh, you guys are amazing. You know, you've changed the industry. This is awesome. Then you get to the ones saying, I hate you. You know, go out of business. The best thing you could do. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, having to level yourself and saying, we're doing the right things. And I think it's going to be a learning curve still. But there's always going to be that subset that's just not happy. Yeah. So I think that's important. In every business, there's people that, that, that aren't happy. And I, and I can tell you, you know, as a service manager before, I've had to fire customers. And it, it sucks to lose revenue, but sometimes it feels really good. Like, I, this guy's a problem, yep. or customer's a problem. I, I just don't need that in my life or my, my employee's life. Um, and I, I think when it, when it really goes back to is, again, you're buying an advanced diagnostic tool. These are, these are not simple to explain things. And we're bringing in a lot of salespeople that have never sold them before. They've never, they don't know diagnostic tools, they don't know trucks, right? And this is their first sales job. And by the way, we sell every diagnostic tool that exists. Yep. So go help, go help sell this stuff. It, it, it's a monumental challenge for a lot of these salespeople. And it's usually their first professional sales job. I think people will be surprised if they walk through a sales department, the average age down there is pretty, pretty, yeah, pretty very young, young, right? And, and they do a tremendous job. But I think it goes back to, there's just a lot to learn. I mean, I know we have our Slack channel, it's crazy. I'm learning stuff every day. Salespeople are learning stuff every day. It's just a big world that we're all trying to figure out as we go through this. And I think you hit the key point. It really starts with the salesperson, setting the expectations for the customer. And I know one of the lines, you know, I've been saying to a lot of customers is like, look, again, you're you're buying this, you're gonna give it to someone else in your organization to use. We need to, if you don't do two things, I guarantee you it'll fail and you'll be upset and you'll want to return this to me. Yep. If you don't do training and you don't call the tech support when you have a problem, <laughs> like if you yep. don't do those things, this is going to epically fail. If you do those, I can promise you your chances of success and the efficiencies this tool is going to bring you are, are monumental yep. in, in your organization. Is it similar stuff you guys have seen down there as well as you guys have done these things? Absolutely. So I'll say the number one negative score that we get is people saying the tool does not work. Yep. Right. And <laughs> My favorite one is I have a Texa kit, you know, Texa truck kit. I'm trying to regen a Cummins and it will not work. Yeah. We all know that it will work, right? <laughs> Those are honestly the, the easiest ones we get because we know exactly what happened. Customer got the tool. You know, we, we said, please take our training. Please call tech support. You know, please talk to us. Use our resources. And they don't. They hook up to the truck. They try to use it. Can't get it to work. They say, okay, it's a piece of junk. Really what we're seeing is our most unhappy customers are ones who are not taking the training or calling tech support. So that kind of opened the door to our new onboarding that we're trying. So uh, not a huge fan of the name, it's another diesel whatever. But we just it's, put diesel in front of it and that's it's a right. thing. Yeah, so yeah. diesel onboarding is what we're, we're trying to go with. So, you know, we, we kept looking at the data and we kept seeing that, you know, customers are saying the tools aren't working, but they really are once we talk to them. We're also seeing some feedback of, you know, customers saying, hey, look, I talked to your sales guy every single day for a month. I paid you, 
and now I can't talk to him again, right? You know, I feel abandoned. So we thought, okay, that's fair enough criticism, right? Because you have to think the sales guys, they got to keep selling for us to stay open. Um, but we need to be there to support these customers after. We have all these resources. You know, I think there's like 50 resources total we give them, but it's so hard to get customers to understand everything they have before they get the tool. So what we've been trying is for four weeks after you buy a Texa or a Jolt test, you know, a deal to level tool, that's what we're starting with. We're gonna call you, we're gonna walk you through, okay, first, did you get everything? Have you unboxed it? Have you looked at it? Did you see any of the emails we sent with training links? Have you taken training? Have you called us? So cool, from there, we'll try to schedule, you know, for the next week, let's talk to you again after you've hooked to a truck. Then we go through, okay, Mr. Customer, you've hooked to a truck, have any issues? You know, have you taken the training and all that? So we're still in the pilot phases. And I'll, I'll say the, the first pilot we did was a little bit of a fail. Uh, <laughs> Not a little bit, epic fail. It, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we, we ended up talking to, I want to say it was 40 customers around that. I think we got 10% to talk to us of four people out of this whole thing to talk to us every week. We went back and we looked and we said, okay, well, whenever we did this pilot, we called every customer on Monday morning to try to set up a meeting. Uh, most of them didn't answer and we said, okay, well, we'll just call next week, right? So we didn't play it right. We, we played to what worked for us and not what worked for the customer. Mm. Which again is, you, you can't do that. It doesn't matter what we want, it, the customer's king, right? So uh, fir first pilot went on, we didn't get good results. You know, we, we have a team together, we meet on this and it was kind of like, well, you know, it doesn't seem like customers really care about this. Maybe this isn't the right avenue. And you know, we said, well, let's do one more pilot. Let's try this a little bit different. Let's actually call the customers and schedule a time that works for them, you know, and see what results we get. And we went from 10% answering in the first pilot to now I think we ended with 60 or 70% of customers talked to us all four weeks. We also saw that all of those customers rated us five stars at the end, and all of those customers took training and talked to tech support. Yeah. It's a small sample size, but you know we're, we're still needing to get more data, but I, I think it's a good trend to see if we can get these people to use the resources we have, they're typically happier. Yeah, and I think if people are listening or watching to this, the thing they need to take away from this is there's ideas and there's execution, right? And in this case, we, we thought we had a good idea and we thought we had a good execution plan, and it didn't work, yep. right? And you never know which side of that's wrong or didn't work, right? Yeah. Was it the idea or the execution? And you guys did the right thing. You said, hey, let's take us from another approach and see if we can improve upon this. And I can promise you there's probably even another iteration, another iteration, Absolutely. another iteration, right? And I, I think when I look at why Diesel Laptops has done well over the last couple of years, it's that exact thing. We've said, hey, we got a thing here, let's try it. And we're, we're usually pretty quick to just throw stuff on the wall and see if it sticks. If it does, great. If not, okay, what, what didn't work there? And I know we're going through other things in the company in a lot of areas, but it becomes very important because what this means is you have now all of a sudden have shops who love us. We provided something that none of our competitors are doing anything even close with. And we know those are the people that end up referring us to people. And I, I can say, I know people enjoy the proxy laptop sales because a, I think we still, we have a great brand name recognition. I see we have website traffic growing, we have sales growing, all those things. But that's what it leads to it. And a lot of that growth we have now isn't, it's, it's organic. Yep. It's people that are buying second tools or referring us to people or moving to other companies. But it all starts with the salesperson setting expectations, onboarding the customer right, and making sure they're aware of the resources that are to them. And there's always work that can be done there that ends up benefiting the company in the long run then. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I just have to say thank you to the customer support team that we have because they do a tremendous job. I know it's, uh, it, it's 
frustrating at times to be in that position because there are some days where all you hear is negative and you know how bad you're doing, but they do an awesome job, you know, letting roll off their shoulders, take the feedback, take it seriously, but you know, doing that next step of getting with the sales guys and saying, hey, you know, dude, you dropped the ball. We we got to fix this, and getting with the managers and saying, guys, let's let's look at the process. And you know, I'm I'm really happy because we're not just you know pinpointing, ooh, this person said this, and you know, it's not emotion based, it's data based. And I, I think once you get to that point, you can start seeing failures in your processes. That's when you start to see your organize, organization change. And you know, we've been through management training. We've been through, you know, how to set up processes that work, how to collect data, and you know how to use it. And you know, from seeing how we operated early on, where it's it's all emotion, it's all gut feel, it's you know, ready, shoot, aim, right? But but now it's getting teams together, listening to customers, and and not just listening to what we think is cool, but you know, getting their voice, you know, to matter as well. Yeah, and that's you're talking about mentality here. So if you're listening to this again and you have unhappy customers, it's not the customer's fault; it's your fault, yep. <laughs> right? There's more you can do to have happy customers. You just got to get focused on that side of it. And that's a really hard thing for a lot of businesses to do because they're just so busy working in the business, not on the business. And that's really what you and your team and customer support's doing is like, we're going to get ahead of this in terms of instead of be reactive, we're trying to be proactive. And again, it, it all does good things. And by the way, I, I want to go back to the, the whole, it doesn't do a regen command, right? And it's funny because we have uh, our ironic here, like literally yesterday we had our first handheld returned from Amazon uh-huh. and the customer's reason, it doesn't work, yep. right? <laughs> and, and, and I guarantee you, you know, the example you made is, hey, it doesn't, it doesn't work, it doesn't do a regen. Well, it could be because you have a mechanical failure and it won't do a regen or you're locked out and you gotta run a D-rate command first or there's a communication network problem on your vehicle. Yeah. There's, a, there's a hundred things that can go on there but again, they're not calling, they're not asking, they're just saying this thing's a piece of junk and throwing it across the floor and saying send it back. Um, so uh, no, I'm glad what your team's doing and it, I think it's important things that any business should do. I don't care if you're in the service business, you're selling products, I don't care what you're doing, you should be constantly asking your customers, how are we doing? Just, just start there. When I was a service manager, I brought in an outside company to do phone surveys for customers that left the shop. Like the very first week, we found a guy that was really upset and, and we called them and we, we resolved it and we brought him back and gave him some other services. And the guy ended up referring a ton of business to yep. us the next couple of years. He goes, I was just never gonna even talk to you guys again, yep. but you actually asked me. So yeah. I gave the opportunity and that's the other part people, a lot of business owners and managers don't realize is a lot of those unhappy customers, they don't complain, you just never see them again, yep. right? And that's, yeah. that's, a, that's a hard thing to swallow and you're, you're putting all this negative stuff out there for your company. Yeah, absolutely, and I, I have a similar story and it's not gonna look too good on me, but it's <laughs> worth sharing. So there was a customer who you know, buys through our eBay channels and we, we had a tool for sale that had asked one of the employees, hey, list it for two grand, right? We, we need to get this sold. Uh, he listed it for $20 <laughs> and I, I didn't catch it. At the end of the day, it's my fault, right? I didn't follow up with it. Customer buys it for 20 bucks, you know, I, I end up calling him like, man, listen, I am so sorry, I, I can't let this go for 20 bucks. You know, the guy had already been driving down, he's all upset, you know, he yells at me for about 10 minutes because out of his system, you know, I said, dude, look, what happened isn't right, you know, let's let's make this right. So, you know, with him, we, we set up better pricing, we, we gave him the things he needed to, to be happy. And now he, he probably texts me every week, you know, hey, hey bud, saw this online, you know, can't wait to buy that, you guys are doing an awesome job. And you know, I think it was in that call with that customer, it, it wasn't defensive, it wasn't pointing fingers, it was, hey, listen, I failed, right? I, I dropped the ball and I'm sorry, right? And I, I made a mistake, but I'm gonna do everything I can to make it up to you. And I think 
seeing how businesses work now is it, there's no human aspect of it, right? Everyone's a number, everyone's just dollars being sent to you. And I think that's, that's causing a lot of you know, distrust with companies now where when you buy something, you know you don't care, right? Or you don't matter to that company. So I think whenever you can talk to a customer and, and show them that, listen, your, your voice matters and we actually care about you you know, past what you're buying from us. We care about your business. We want this to be a long-term thing. I think people are extremely receptive to that. And it, you know, it, I honestly think you know, the, the best way for businesses our size to keep that business going is to just show people we care and keep providing those resources and, and just talk to people and listen. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about the diesel onboarding. What's the next steps? I know you said we're kind of finishing up a pilot here. Is it another pilot? Are we going live yep. with everybody? Where, where are we going next? Yeah. Problem here is scalability. So <laughs> our customer support team is very small, right? So we, we have a small subset of customers who need to talk to them. For us to scale this up, you know, we're, we have hundreds of these kits going out every month. We just don't have the bandwidth to actually make these calls. So we're not quite ready yet. What I want to do is, you know, keep a pilot going till the end of the year. Let, let's take things slow. At that point, I want to tie it back to say, you know, hey, Tyler, listen, with, you know, these 200, 300 customers we've called, not a single one have returned, or if they did, there was a good reason. Every one of them took training. They talked to tech support. Overall, they, you know, called us less because they were better prepared. They could do things on their own. So I need to put numbers behind it, but that's the plan is, you know, keep doing the slow pilot. Let's get some good numbers behind it to back it up and then go with a presentation to say, hey, Here's the bodies I need to scale this I, thing I need up. More, I was waiting yep. for the bomb. Like, I need more employees, yep. right? Like, yeah, no, I, I, I get it. And at the end of the day, it's, it's got to make sense, right, and in, in, in all those things. So I, I'm sure you guys will get here. And I, I think this what you're talking about goes back to a lot of what we learned the last couple of years about strategic planning, yep. right? It's, hey, let's go plan, 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 plan validate yep. and then let's go let's go do these things so we're getting a little bit better at it around here at diesel yep. laptop so i just want to say riley thank you for coming on to the show it's, it's been it's been awesome to talk about this yep. i'm excited to see where we go anytime you can share a little insight on what we're doing here at a company i know it applies to a lot of companies that are out there and hopefully get their minds thinking a little bit on how they could be better with their customers yeah absolutely thanks for having me yep well no problem so with that we're going to call it an episode and before we sign off here i want to make sure you guys like share comment leave a review all those things really help us expand our reach here at Diesel Laptops through this podcast that we do. You can hit us up at thedl at diesellaptops.com. We always love to hear from everybody. We're always looking for guests. We're always looking for topics. Let us know what you guys would like to hear. So with that, we're going to just sign off. We're going to say it's not just diagnostics. It's diagnostics done right. It starts by taking care of your customers. So thank you for watching and listening. Mm-hmm.